what delight to be given the right to be carefree and gay once again. No longer slinking, respectably drinking like civilized ladies and men. charming scene like this in some secluded rendezvous <laughs> that overlooks the avenue <laughs> with someone sharing a delight chat this some bad and cocktails for two as we enjoy a cigarette <laughs> to some exquisite chansonette Two hands are sure to slyly meet beneath a serviette with cocktails for two. My head may go reeling, but my heart will be obedient with intoxicating kisses for the principal ingredient. Most any afternoon at five, we'll be so glad we're both alive. Then maybe fortune will complete the plan that all began with cocktails for two. Hello, and welcome to the Coronavirus Cocktail Hour, a series of episodes on cocktail history. I'm Mabel Romero. And I'm Brian Alfry. In this series, we will feature Charles H. Baker Jr.'s 1931 mixological treatise, The Gentleman's Companion, being an exotic drinking book or Around the World with Jigger, Beaker, and Flask. In each episode, We'll read Baker's description of a cocktail, make the cocktail, and describe how it tastes. Today's cocktail is an absinthe frap. Here is how Baker describes it. An absinthe frap from Heliopolis Palace, Cairo, in 1931. Here's one of the most bizarre and startling hotels in all the world. We found it, and not doing well, back in 1926. But later on in funds, it grew the fashionable crowd out near the racetrack. This drink was mixed in a small silver cocktail shaker, holding enough for two guests. Fetched a table with chilled glasses of champagne saucer type. Merely turned two glasses of finely cracked ice into a chilled small shaker. Add two two-ounce jiggers of absinthe and one teaspoon anise del mono, or French anisette. Shake quickly and hard. Pour out ice and all, and a short straw, bright green in hue, is the final touch. This again produces a pearly white fluid at odds with the greenish liquid in the bottle. Please don't ignore this small shaker, ice shaker, glassed ices business. When making drinks, especially in small amount, this is essential to chill cold enough, but mainly to prevent the ice melting to dilute and injure the tone of the finished drink. Okay then, so we have here a chilled shaker and glass and two champagne coupes as specified in the recipe, what then are the ingredients for this drink? So this is really simple. Two two-ounce jiggers of absinthe. Okay, so that'll be four ounces total. I'll do them two at a time. So there's two ounces of absinthe, and there's another two. And as we've recognized from our last episode, absinthe is nothing to sneeze at, is it? No, it really isn't. <laughs> Okay, and then the next thing is one teaspoon of anisette or anis del mono, which... Okay, so let me get a teaspoon over here, and uh, we will add 
two teaspoons of anisette. We're using a Pernod here, and of course the uh, the absinthe. Once again, was a Kubler uh, absinthe from from Switzerland. So that's one teaspoon, two teaspoons of anisette. Okay, what now? Let's see. Shake quickly and hard with that cracked ice. Okay, we're gonna crack some ice first. I've got our ice cracker here. I'm gonna load it up with some ice cubes and crack them up. I didn't want to do it in advance because of course cracking ice is the kind of thing that should be done in the moment only, right? So let's, let's go ahead and do some cracking here. Plenty. A bunch of cracked ice. I'll go ahead and dump that into our shaker. And now it wants me to shake it up. Shake it up fast and hard. Okay, fast and hard it is. Okay, there you have it. And what's the next step? Pour out ice and all. Okay, well let's put that into two glasses, and... Why was I surprised that you had an ice cracker? <laughs> <laughs> of course. Well, Maybelle. Yes? Cheers to a absinthe frap. Cheers. I will confess it is similar to the drink we had in the last episode, albeit somewhat drier. I was going to say, it's not quite as sweet. Yeah, I mean, obviously we added sugar to the last one, which we didn't add to this drink. So it's got less of a sweet quality and maybe a little less complex because of the lack of, of bitters like we added to the other recipe. But um, otherwise nice. I mean, you know, again, if you like licorice forward, then I imagine this could be quite appealing. I like its simplicity. I think that this would be especially appealing in midsummer. That makes perfect sense. And I guess in any hot climate, I mean, he does reference Egypt and whatnot. I could see that being quite pleasant. Although I can't say I've ever been to Egypt myself. Well, we'll have to give it a try sometime. Absolutely. So our uh, next anisette frap, or rather our next absinthe frap in, in Egypt. Yes.
And maybe fortune will complete her plan. 